Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. And I'm your secondary host, Rob Langevin. And on this podcast, we'll be bringing you weekly updates from the world of fantasy soccer or football or whatever you prefer. On today's episode, we will be discussing the international break, upcoming fixtures, who to start or sit, and any transfers we have made in our teams this week. All right, Rob, we're going to start off with international stuff. Harry Kane scores two goals uh, in two matches in this international break. That's three and four appearances for him. Obviously hadn't found his shooting boots yet this season in the Premier League. I think this is obviously going to be very helpful for him. You know, in American basketball, I don't know if you... (laughs) I'm pretty sure everyone just calls it basketball. Um, A lot of times, you know, if a shooter is on a cold streak, they get to the free throw line, they see it go through the hoop a couple times, and they're fine. Thinking that's probably going to be what happens to Kane. Do you buy into the international break helping some players and hurting some players, or do you think it just kind of baselines? Uh, You know, from a standpoint of it helping someone, I think it does to a degree. Uh, Players that have been struggling to find their their peak form, like Kane, like there's other guys out there, uh, like like a Hazard that you haven't really seen too much uh, from fantasy production-wise this year. Anytime you can bowls the, the net, especially from a Kane perspective when he hasn't done diddly this year and basically he's not rosterable at the moment, you know, the, these little things help confidence. And the only bad thing is that, you know, He's not playing with 10 other guys that are national team players. He's still playing for Spurs, and he's probably still going to have to do a lot of the work by himself. That's absolutely fair. You mentioned there uh, Hazard. Are there any other kind of names you think have been impacted by this international break? You know, there's there's a couple guys that are, you know, that I was impressed with. A couple guys from the England squad. You know, Luke Shaw against Switzerland played a phenomenal game. I honestly probably would have given him man of the match. Played a great job. He did a great job on the wing. Uh, facilitated play, great. Held his own in the defensive end. I know Switzerland isn't the 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 top of the top of you know striking options from the European standpoint, but he held his own. That's important. And for he's been showing well enough at United that he's he's starting to get bites and nibbles from people who were buying onto the Darmian uh, early kick for fantasy. Now that they're realizing that you know Luke Shaw is there at the same price, and he's playing, and he's getting more hype or less hype than he is last year and Mm. performing the same way that Darmian is. Yeah, I I think a lot of that comes down to people wondering where Daly Blint is going to fit in. Obviously Mm -hmm. a manager favorite, left back being one of the spots he can fill. He's been at center back, can play defensive mid. I know that's why I was more hesitant and was willing to pay a little bit more for Darmian for that positional security. Yeah, another guy from the English squad that I I love that he was he he featured for the the Swiss game, John Joe Shelby. I mean, yeah, I mean the Swans are I, the Swans are top four right now. I mean, I know it's not it's early. It's only four games. They got eight eight points out of four games. But from from a John Joe standpoint, look at the players that he has at his ability now. He basically plays that secondary ten role. He doesn't play that that upfront ten role. He plays that secondary ten role. But he's not a holding midfielder. Does that make sense? Yeah, Modric. Yeah, basically. He sits there, facilitates play. He's not the, the, the pass to the goal guy. He's the guy who passes to the guy who passes to the guy who scores a goal. That was way convoluted and didn't mean to come out that way. <laughs> it's but true. it totally makes sense. I'll fill it with statistics. Uh, while he does only have one assist this season, he has the second most chances created this season of all players. And he has the seventh most successful crosses in the league. 
See, I didn't even have those stats, and I'm speaking out all this stuff. You know what? I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I think we can uh, all agree on that. Yeah. You know, this, this, I like what the Swans have right now. They, they have a lot of guys, and there's another it guy. It only has to be is their fifth best player. Yeah, exactly. And their third best player is another guy that I think that I'm going to talk about right now is Gilfie Sigurdsson. Yep. I mean, he's playing. If anybody watched the Iceland game, I mean, I know Iceland just qualified for the, the Europas. I think the it's Netherlands the first time. were awful. Yeah, they were awful, god awful. But from a, from a standpoint of Sigurdsson actually playing well and playing well for his, yeah, his home country, around. you know, this is important because last year he was a fantasy stalwart on a lot a lot of teams early on. Everybody jumped on the Sigurdsson ba- bandwagon early because he was putting up eight, eight, nine, ten point games every other week. And he was, he, I think for the first 15 games of the season last year, he averaged almost six points per game. That's a phenomenal outcome for, for a midfield player. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I know there, I don't know how many American viewers we get or listeners we get, but if anybody watched the U.S. Brazil game, I think Brazil just scored again. Um, <laughs> uh, but for those that like video games, the uh, Destiny yeah. 2.0 patch came out, and I yeah. did that instead of even bothering because it was going to be bad. Yeah, it was it was as bad as you could imagine it was, and the guy that that showed for me that that had Premier League value because there's only a couple guys on Brazil that actually play in the in the Premier League that are probably fantasy rosterable, and the one guy that that, that I took notice to was was William. Mm-hmm. You know, there's question marks abound where he's going to fit into the Chelsea you know front seven, and he he basically was faster than every American player. Even if they were on a bicycle, motorcycle, moped, you know, whatever, sled down a hill. Yeah. He he basically had the game on his hip and was doing whatever he wanted to do with it. Um, the U.S. had nothing. I mean, granted, it's the United States talent versus a Brazilian all-world team. But William, to me, looked phenomenal. And from that standpoint, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what Chelsea does with their, with their starting 11 this week when they take on Everton. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you in that vein. Um, we had Rasmus from Chelsea Rumors on the EPL roundtable on this last episode and talked a little bit about Ivanovic and how mm-hmm. it's, it's possibly time to drop him. Maybe that means that we see Dave on the right, which means maybe Baba Raman is a sneaky pickup for you uh, mm-hmm. in your leagues. Uh, also, I, this is going to sound insane, especially international break. You already mentioned him a little bit. But how long does Hazard have to struggle in the Premier League before he gets a match on the bench? Um, he, Mourinho's quirky like that. You know, he may just tweak the lineup. You know, I've, I've said it for the past couple of weeks, whether it be in passing with you or passing with other, other you know, Premier League fans, I think, I think the Chelsea's best defensive move is, uh, is to go with the young wingers Young defensive back uh, guys on the wings, Jabadi and Rachman, and have a rotation with with either Rachman and, and Cesar Espoqueta on the one side, and then move Ivanovic inside with Cahill. Mm. I think that would give them their best flat four that they can offer there, because I don't I don't think Ivanovic has the wheels or is is struggling with fitness or something right now. Yeah, something's he's, wrong. Yeah, he's he's not himself. He's not that typical. Defensive bulldog powering up the right hand side. Yeah, like you know, last I, year, easily the best fantasy defender. Wasn't easily. close. 
Easily. No, I don't know if if Chelsea has a different mindset moving through the midfield that they're attacking differently. But they should si- stop it because they yeah. won a title last year. Yeah, I don't know if they're attacking differently on his side of the pitch, forcing him to to not to be out of position more. But he seems like he's getting beat on a regular basis. Yeah, what Jefferson Montero to him is probably criminal. Well, Jefferson Montero can is is a whiz kid on the ball. He's yeah. If you haven't seen Jefferson Montero, go Google it and Do so. watch a video. <laughs> yeah. Watch watch this week. I, I'm not really sure Watford is going to be able to do much to contain it. Um, yeah. All right. So we just talked about the internationals. Now we're going to just talk about a couple of the upcoming matches. Which ones are you like purposefully turning into, and are there any players in those that you're really trying to keep an eye on, like a Jefferson Montero who we just mentioned? Yeah. You know, there's a couple games. Um, everybody's going to look at the, the Liverpool-United game. You know what? Go go watch it on highlights because it's going to be. There might not be goals in it, genuinely. Yeah, exactly. It might be. It's going to be. I think I'm calling for a one-one draw in that. But the games yep. that I'm I'm actually taking interest in, I'm I'm interested in the Norwich Bournemouth game. Hmm. I I know it's boring and they're just they're newly promoted teams, but when you have two the, the first game against the the newly promoted teams, these points are the ones that matter the most because these are the clubs that you you play on a regular basis last year and you're trying to jump over. In the Premier League, you know, and Bournemouth has a lot of guys that I'm trying to like figure out fantasy wise if they're useful or not. You know, especially with Glenn Murray coming over through the transfer window, I want to see how if how and if he gets used in the and and how well he does. Norwich, I have I'm, I'm, my new infatuation is Dear Mercy and Bukani. I, I love the guy. I pronounce his name awfully every single time. I don't care. I still love the guy. Norwich is playing a one striker attack. Who else is gonna? Who else are they gonna have up there? It's not. It's not Lafferty or Hooper <laughs> or friggin' Big Bird. It's 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 gonna be Imbakani. I hate to break the news to everybody. Yeah. In eventuality, it's gonna be Imbakani. Yeah, and as we mentioned last week, you know, some people sleeping on the Ukrainian league. That's also where Jermaine Lenz was, and we've seen what he's done thus far. Jermaine Lenz, I've never heard he even said it, guys. I know. Like a new, I don't new talk about him ever at all. He's not yeah. the best player of all time, forever. <laughs> So, so what games are you watching, Kev? Anything, um, anything jumping out? Well, you're you're spot on with the Manchester United Liverpool thing. Both teams have three clean sheets of four matches, um, so that's not foretelling a great attacking match. Uh, if I asked you to name the three worst scoring teams in the Premier League, who would you guess? Um, Newcastle. Liverpool and Stoke. Close. You got two of the three. Liverpool, Newcastle, and Watford. Uh, Stoke is fourth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's this is just not the match that everybody thinks it is. I do think that, assuming Juan Mata plays, and I'm not actually going to assume that, because why would you try to assume what Louis van Gaal is going to do at any given point? If Mata plays, I think he does well in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, not a huge fan. The Liverpool midfielders trying to get through Schneiderlin and probably Schweinsteiger, maybe Carrick, although I know he's, he's limping a little bit at the moment. I just don't like what's going on there. Roberto Firmino has struggled. i get into that later. Uh, yeah, so much like you, I'm starting off with don't watch that one. Yeah. <laughs> as, well, Fellaini is back as well. Yeah. He's, he's, he's oh, but he's a striker, so. Yes. <laughs> I think he's, he's playing goalie now. Yeah, he he plays pretty much every position. It's it's really funny. We're starting to see this 
kind of resurgence of the utility player. Uh, obviously, yeah. in baseball, happens all the time. Josh Harrison was one for years till he landed at third base. Like mm-hmm. Tottenham have Eric Dyer right now, who plays mm-hmm. right back, center back, in defensive midfield. Yeah. You know, now you have Daley Blint. We mentioned earlier he plays everywhere now. Fellaini, Louis Van Gaal, his next role is going to be tea lady. He can yeah. be anywhere you want. Uh, so yeah, it's it's interesting that that's kind of coming back. Uh, an interesting one, and it's not just because I support one of the teams and Jermaine Lenz is amazing. But Sunderland Tottenham is going to have a lot of goals in it. I'm fairly confident. Sunderland's defense is in shambles. Ten goals in four matches they've allowed. Mm-hmm. I know that Tottenham's attack has not been the most prolific, but Ryan Mason looked great in Christian Eriksen's 10 roll last week. Not sure if Eriksen's going to be back on time, but I now have faith that Mason can do that, at least in the short term, if Eriksen's missing. Nasser Chadley on Billy Jones is rude in every way. I know, I just come on here, my paycheck comes from bashing Billy Jones. Surely it must. There's an anti-Billy Jones trust somewhere out there that's paying me weekly. He's just not good. Was he better last week? Yes. And he even got involved in the attack. I think he created a couple chances. But Nasser Chadley is bigger and faster and more technical, and Billy Jones won't know what to do with it. DeAndre Yedlin is the only Sunderland right back that could keep pace with him. Adam Matthews out hurt. And Yedlin is a Tottenham loney and can't play against them anyway and hasn't played for them yet. I think that matchup is going to be horrible for them. Patrick Van Anholt has had a lot of clearances this year, but he's had to because of how horrible that back line has been. Mm-hmm. I think Tottenham scored too easy. Now you flip oh. it to the other side. Tottenham's defense. Is, the goals aren't going to come up the middle. Defoe might end up having a goal, but it's going to be whipped in from wide. Because Alderweireld and Vertonghen seem to be figuring each other out pretty well as partners. But Kyle, two mistakes a game Walker, as his mother named him on his birth certificate, has two mistakes in him every game. And sometimes teams take advantage of it, and sometimes they don't. And Jermaine Lenz is going to be the one on him the whole match. And when Kyle Walker messes up, Lenz is getting a goal or an assist from it. And Lenz has had a goal or an assist every match this season. One goal, three assists. This is not the week it stops, so get him in your side as well. Absolutely. Uh, there's two other games I'm, I'm looking for, but it's just from a, a useful guys that are coming into the team. I want to see how the, the new teams use them. You know, Martial with United yeah. and De Bruyne with City. You know, I was reading tons of articles about De Bruyne, and he played well during the international break. I think he had a couple of assists. Yeah, he he ran Belgium's first match. Yeah, um, you know, and he played on the on the wide right side. Yeah. for the Belgian, which is where you team. think he would slot in, and that's novice's spot, which would basically mean a a nice slide in fit on the city side. Um, now, I don't know if it, his his play is going to immediately translate. To, to gold, because I know he was one of the best creators in the in the Bundesliga. I know the stats back up that he could be awesome. But I don't know if Pellegrini is going to be like, all right, go get him, kid. I think he's I think he's probably going to come on as a halftime or half after halftime. So I don't – the game against Crystal Palace is going to be an exceptionally fun game to watch. If, if you're watching any game this week, I know we touched on it before, and I said you don't want to watch the United-Liverpool game. There's two games – that I'm probably watching this week. It's a Norwich Bournemouth game because I, I love fighting clubs that want to basically kill each other just to get three <laughs> points. And the Crystal Palace Man City game is basically going to be a transition fest. If you like fast break baseball or basketball, rather fast break baseball, that's a new game. Pretty, <laughs> pretty cool. Work on that. Nobody yeah. take that. We're going to yeah. trademark it. 
Fast break, fast break baseball. Fast break TM. baseball. I just, I just TM'd it. I the bat TM'd. has to always be swinging. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the Crystal Palace game, just imagine what's going to happen here. City's going to attack, have ball control. Crystal Palace is going get to the, get the ball, and they're basically going to take off. Because basically, Punchin's going to be healthy. Balassi is healthy. Whether they use Zaha or whoever they know, choose to use. I don't know use. how they drop Sako right now. It, oh, they can't. They one can. of one of Zaha and Balassi isn't playing. So if you're an owner of any of those two or Sako, just be sure that you know what's going on. Listen to the match news, like the, the interviews that will happen before the match. Make sure you know who's likely to play because one of them isn't going to start. And in the yep. Premier League game, you're going to need to know a lot earlier. If you're in a league like Taga, you have up until kickoff. That's nice, but but just be cautious if you own any of them. Because while I think the two that play will do well, I don't know which two those are. I mean, you could slide. You, they could actually slide Sako into the middle and possibly sit Kabai, who's looked awful lately. Well, he's, he been, actually, he's been good in defense, which and he can't, apparently and he can't, is the role he has to play because MacArthur is too busy going forward and attacking. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, that's pretty opposite. That's the opposite of what you want. Of what you would expect, yeah. yeah. Hey, who do you want to striking? Johan Kabai or James MacArthur? Um, Let's go with MacArthur, right? Yeah, he can't get yeah, into the Scotland side. He's great. Anybody with an MC sounds like a general. Go get him. <laughs> go get him, kid. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I agree. Palace City is definitely going to be an interesting watch, especially off of what Palace did last week to Chelsea. Now, mm-hmm. City is an entirely different preposition. Stopping this Manchester City attack, who I'm pretty sure is averaging 2.5 goals a match, yeah. which is just silly. Palace, I think, yet to, to have a clean sheet. It's not the best matchup on paper, but seeing what they did to Chelsea last week, where they weren't just the team that won, they also were the better team. Yeah, they were um, aggressor. They were yeah, the aggressor. Yeah, I, I'm not so sure they're going to be able to do that against Manchester City. We just mentioned Kabai has been more in a defensive capacity. So maybe he neutralizes Silva a little bit, but MacArthur isn't tracking Toure up and down the pitch. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I do agree this is an interesting watch. I think Palace will get one back. I think it'll break City's uh, clean sheet run, also having conceded yet this season. Uh, I do think Palace will get one. I think City will probably get three, but regardless of the result, it'll be an interesting watch. Yeah, completely. And the other thing I'm looking for this week is, I, I've I've said for the first four weeks, especially when Chelsea was struggling, that wait for the international break, wait for the international break, wait for the international break to be over, to use Chelsea Potter. Well, guess what? The international break is over. They're going to Everton. This game last, last year had nine goals in it. Yeah. Uh, two by Diego Costa. Uh, I, I believe Hazard had two assists. It, it's... This is a game that could be a make or break. If you're ever going to think about triple captaining someone this week, I honestly think this is, this would be the game to actually look at a Hazard or maybe even if you roster Costa to actually look at it and be like, you know what, I'm going for it. You're down. That, that would take a lot of balls to throw on two 30. players that have been as disappointing as they have this year. I, I understand that, but this is the, they, I said wait for the international break to come. This is the game that you want. Look at the track record versus Everton, the goal-scoring record that they have. Look at last year's performance. And my word. That's three good things in the, in the good. That's like a Christmas stocking filled with like a Nintendo game, uh, socks. And, and a Nintendo. <laughs> and a Nintendo. Exactly. The original Nintendo. They right. had a blow-in for make the games work. Yep. Although that was like the first three. But all three of them yeah. are going to be in there. Fair yeah. enough. I'm I'm much less bold on Chelsea players this week. If I was going to do it on any Chelsea player, I'd do the one that's actually performed, which is Pedro. 
Oh, absolutely. I can make an argument. But I was simply saying... Based off at, of last year's result. Yeah, based, based off last year's result. Based off what I said, wait for the international break, that these guys went to their home countries, got a lot of their, their camaraderie and their handshakes and their, their, you know, their drinks out the of their system. Up. with Yeah, yeah exactly. Because everybody likes to go home, see their family, see their cousins, score goals with their countrymen, and then come back to their club all high and mighty with a new tattoo or a new haircut or whatever they whatever they do. Graziano <laughs> Pella is probably he's probably never changed the oil in his hair. But yep, scored for Italy as well. Yeah, uh, exactly. I think the Everton Chelsea match is definitely interesting. I think you know we were talking about players that did well in the international break. I think Ross Barkley is going to destroy that midfield. It's possible. I, I, I mean, we've seen Fabregas, you know, has never really relied on his legs and his positioning. But usually he's looking forward with, with Matic looking back. But Matic's legs also don't look up to pace as well. And if Ross Barkley is on the form he's looked thus far this season and as we saw in international break, I just don't know who's going to catch up to him. Oh, I agree. And uh, I touched this week in, a, in an article I wrote that look at the fantasy teams that your fantasy team. And then look at the real-life Premier League teams. How many teams out there have one usable option fantasy-wise? Name one other Everton player that you have to have rostered right now. There I, isn't I like Coleman, but yeah, it's Barkley. It's Barkley. Or Lukaku. But, Lukaku's done well. But would you Benteke or Lukaku? I take Lukaku, honestly. I don't trust the Benteke thing, and Serge is coming back soon. Fine, I'll make it even. I'll make it easier for it. Gomis or Lukaku. Oh, Gomis over everything. Okay, and then you're having a third striker that's cheaper than both of those. Yeah. So there's your answer. The, there's a lot of teams out there that basically have one fantasy reliable option. Sunderland is one. It's your main lens. Uh, I mean, there's teams that have zero, like Spurs, because you can't trust any of them. Uh, You're not wrong. You know, there's there's a couple out there. Norwich is probably one. Who else are you trusting beside Redmond right now? Sorry, do what? I said it, Norwich is another one. Who else? Who else would you have besides? And Bocani. Obviously. Oh, stop it. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we're going to move on now to our starts and sits. Uh, probably going to be a shorter one today. But with my starts, starting with the man himself, already mentioned him probably like eight times. Every time you hear me say the word Jermaine Lenz, take a drink. <laughs> Jermaine Lenz is obviously my start at forward or midfield. Depends on your format. So make sure you know that first. 6.5 as a midfielder in the official game. Already mentioned. A goal or an assist in every match this season. Not going to stop this week. Playing up against Kyle Walker. Love that matchup. Defoe is going to score against Tottenham probably as well. I have this as a 3-2 Tottenham win. It could easily be 2-2. It could be 2-1 to Sunderland. Who knows? But Defoe is going to score against his old club because duh. And <laughs> Jermaine Lenz is probably going to end up with a goal and an assist. I, I genuinely think he's going to dismantle Tottenham's defense. While Kyle Walker does have the pace that few do to be able to keep up with Lenz, he's going to mess up once he catches up to him. So... Not too worried about that. At 6.5, still think he's a steal. Would probably bring him in up about to that 7.0 point and then start hesitating a little. But right now for 6.5, I think you have to bring him in, especially with this week's matchup. At midfield, 5.5, you mentioned earlier. I mentioned the stats earlier. Your boy John Joe Shelby, Voldemort himself, rolling through that Swansea midfield. Already mentioned second most chances created, seventh most successful in crossing. He's, he's been absolutely phenomenal. Going up against this Watford side, yes, Bahrami and Kapu have looked much better now than they have in the past. Uh, but I, I think Shelby's going to have a great match because I mentioned earlier, fourth or fifth best player there. Who, who are you going to man mark? 
I genuinely don't know who you're going to go out of your way to keep from, from attacking. Because each of them are going to destroy just one person. And if you leave any of them open, they're going to be the one that destroys you. You, you got Sigerson, Gomis, Montero, AU, Shelby now as well. Jack Cork hasn't been anything to laugh at either. It's, it's going to go well for them against Watford. And while Watford did have two clean sheets in the middle there, I, I, I think that we're going to see them regress to the mean a little bit. And we'll see John Joe have a great match defensively. Also mentioned him. Man, this looks like a really uncreative list. I promise I did this before we started talking. Luke Shaw versus Liverpool. Already mentioned three clean sheets already this season. Seventh most chances created for a defender. Three clean sheets. 13 aerial duels won, which is a stat you wouldn't really be expecting from a left back. But he does offer that. Uh, And going up against Liverpool, whether it's going to be Firmino. Milner might slide over there a little bit. Not really worried about either of them. Luke Shaw, cheaper option than Darmian. Looks like he has the job. I think you have to play him this week. Mm-hmm. All right, my starts up top are uh, Solomon Rondon for West Brom. Nice. I'm I'm not buying into the whole Berahino is going to play. He apologized. Oh, stuff. what a mess! You know, yeah. Rondon is coming off a, a a nice international break where he scored for home country Venezuela. You've seen what he's done, year, game in and game out for for the West Brom attack. He's had a goal. He's had an assist. He's basically your third striker option right now at a mm. nice 7.0, 7. I think he's 7.1 right now. Mm. Um, but I don't buy that Berahino is going to play BS. I don't I don't think it. I think he's going to ride the pine for a little bit and suffer the consequences of his words. Yeah. Uh, midfield, I'm kind of intrigued, and I watched – this is going back to guys we looked at the international break that they didn't touch on. I'm actually curious how – Arsenal is going to use Oxlade-Chamberlain going forward. Mm. He's looked good in the time that he's had at Arsenal. He doesn't play. He's never. He hasn't started and played the whole ninety. He started for the English team and seemed to be holding his own in a wide ring, you know, wide wide wing role. And that's what Arsenal wants him to do. You know, they're playing. They're playing home against Stoke this week, who are not awesome, but not awful. They're Okay, I I think Chamberlain could make a name for himself this week. Besides Alexis Sanchez on Arsenal right now, I mean, is there one guy that you have to you're going to be like, ooh, I definitely definitely have to roster him? Are you mm-hmm. trusting Mesut Ozil? No. Are you trusting Aaron Ramsey? No. Are you trusting Olivier Giroud? No. Yeah. That's Olivier tough. Drew's 9.0 price tag. Are you actually trusting him as your second striker when you can go Aguero Gomez or, you know, Costa Giroux? Yeah. I mean, it's not even a close comparison. It's basically the same price tag that you're paying, you know, for the two Aguero Gomez or Giroux Costa. I mean, it's not even close for yeah. me. Yeah, although Aguero has been a, a frustrating own this year with how well he's played without putting the ball in the net. But. <laughs> But the thing, the thing with Aguero is, he's owned so universally. Yeah, that everybody's 30, getting punished. He's he's owning thirty. He's owned by thirty three percent of the 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 Premier dot com game. Yeah. You know, if you don't own him and don't captain him, you know, basically everybody who. Owns to be fair, him, I've been captaining Gomez ever since week one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've kept I I, I captain Aguero only because. If I don't, it's like a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. So I'd, I'd rather be the part of the masses jumping off the cliff than sitting on the, the cliff listening to the piper, you know. But, yeah. <laughs> but 
that's just me. Um, and then for my sit for a defenseman, I'm going. I'm going to the to to. Uh, oh, I'm going. We're doing starts, right? Boom! <laughs> I'm an idiot. So I'm going to starts. I'm going to Bellerin, only yeah. because I don't really trust Stoke. Bellerin is the third most owned Arsenal defender behind Koscielny and Murdoch. And Avalai's out with his uh, red card, right? Am I am I remembering that rightly? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, yep. so I, I don't know. Yep. I don't know who they're putting over there, but yeah, absolutely. So, but look, and Koscielny and Murdersacker aren't healthy, and they're both eh for this game. Yeah. But I don't understand how you would own Per Murdersacker over an attacking defender or someone who can actually get forward instead of sit at home and never go past the midfield circle. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. Because they're basically the same price: five, 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 four. You know, Arsenal is a, a, definitely a favorite here at home taking on Stoke. Yeah. So, for the sits this week, up top, I have Christian Benteke. Yep. The, the United game is going to be a 1-1 snooze fest. Someone's going to get a And Smalling goal. has quietly had a great year, both on the pitch and in fantasy, where you get ancillary stats. Absolutely. I think I think Smalling neutralizes Benteke's ability to be a post-up forward and... Basically, take the ball, stop play, dish it off. I don't think that that happens. This I think I think Liverpool gets a gets a goal off a set piece that somebody misses an assignment and the ball ends up in the back of the net, and then United tie it late with a probably you know I'll even be so bold they'll tie it with a Rooney PK. How's that? Love it. <laughs> All right for the for the midfield set. I'm staying in the same fashion. Memphis to pay. This game is going to offer nothing to you fantasy wise because I have a feeling that. Someone that isn't owned anywhere is going to score for Liverpool, and someone who isn't owned anywhere is going to score for United. That's basically what's going to happen. Mm. Even though I just called the Rooney goal, but nobody owns Rooney anymore because he stinks. He's, he's burned everyone too much. He's, he's cost ten million dollars of useless, useless list. Yeah. So I'm avoiding anybody from the from the Manchester United Liverpool game. It's it to me. It, it just looks like a like a fantasy cesspool of. <laughs> Yay, we're going to watch 90 minutes of 1-1 one, one game that we could have called before the game even started. Yeah. And yep. then, defensively, guess where I'm staying? I'm staying with the same game. Well, you touched on Luke Shaw. I'd rather start Luke Shaw, and I'd rather I'd rather sit Darmian this week. He just, I'd rather have Shaw's ability and what he does ancillary to his passing and his winning the ball in the air stats. Darmian is basically, you're hoping for a clean sheet, and if you don't, Guess what? You're getting two points. Yeah. That's real. I, I do think he had an assist in the... Oh, he assisted the own goal, I think, in the oh. Tottenham match week one. But, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, my sit, Italy hero, oily hair connoisseur, Graziano Pelle. Uh, at 8.0, listen, there are seven strikers right now in the official game with more points than Graziano Pelle. Guess how many of those seven are cheaper than him? Uh, one, two, three, four. Six. That's really creepy. <laughs> it is six. It's Wilson, Gomis, Kone, Diouf, Vardy, and Defoe are all cheaper. With Lukaku, the only one more expensive at 8.2, and has obviously had the much better season. No Sadio Mane out through injury. Jordi Classy not back yet. J-Rod hasn't done crap. 
I, I am on the opposite of the Southampton hype train. I am on the hype train leaving Southampton that I'm assuming is on route to Liverpool because I, I'm pretty sure that train runs twice a day to just carry the players back and forth. Yeah, uh, the, the Southampton hype train went to Swansea this year. <laughs> it really did. Everybody's all over Swansea, and, and more power to them because they're, they're playing great. And to be fair, Swansea have more threats than Southampton even did last year. It's just that Southampton's play, like Tadich last year, was just a baller. But short of him, Mane, and Pele, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the other stuff going on over there anyway. They're the but. best team in Wales. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> they're significantly better than Cardiff. And I, I forget what the third one is. It's like in League Two. But they're probably better than them as well. Uh, M- MK Dons. <laughs> they're not in Wales. But uh, thanks for Della Ali, though. Really appreciated <laughs> that, guys. So, um, my next sit, midfield. The Bane slash Love of John Wallen's heart. Roberto Flop Firmino. I'm calling it now, guys. Get off the Firmino hype train. And I think this is a cautionary tale for De Bruyne as well. In Germany, you have a lot more space to play. You just do. Because setting up to defend isn't as much an established thing. You're expected to play a certain way. Uh, and, and you're seeing him struggle with that space up against that back line instead of being able to sit a little bit off and really create. He's only created five chances this year. Yes, just the two starts. Only one shot on target. He's been dispossessed five more times than he's successfully taken on a player. I do not like those stats. I don't like that he's riding the offside line, and then when he's doing it, he's doing it poorly. Mm-hmm. 8.2 is a lot of money. That, you know, there are so many players that are available for there. You know what, let's, let's, let's kind of run through some of these guys and see who you would take over Firmino. I'm guessing it's most of them. So players cheaper than Firmino right now. Uh, Payet? I would take him. Mane, even though he's hurt? Oh, absolutely, because he, he, you wouldn't have to play him, but you could ride him. Yep, to build going forward. Sigurdsson, just talked about. Absolutely. AU, obviously. Yeah. Chadley? It's debatable. Oh, that's where, that's where your line is? Yeah, Chadley. I mean, he, he's scoring goals. He scored 10 last year, already has it, a goal and assist this year. It's, it it's would, more than Firmino showed me. If he wasn't so damn good looking and washboard abs, I might say no. <laughs> that's real. It's, it's pretty good. The man bun is top notch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry for that. I take Wignoldum over him. I take Tadic. Here's a, good, here's a good comparison. Would you take Santi Cazorla over him? They're basically, oh. basically kind of like the same. I would. I genuinely would. And Cazorla's been awful. Yeah. Fantasy production-wise, I mean, ugh. And, it, and that's that's point one higher, and I'd still probably take that take that chance. Point wise, I'm wrong. Firmino seven out of two games because we're in nine out of four. But I I don't know. I just don't see it with Firmino. I really don't. And I'm sure we'll have John on at some point to counter this once he scores one goal and everybody thinks he's turned it around. But I I'm not buying in on that hype train. Oh, I I dread the day that Firmino scores a goal because we're never going to hear the end of it. Ever. I told you, I told you, I told you. You know what? It's actually really easy because uh, Everton fans, stop listening for the next five seconds. Do you remember when Yelovich came in? Which oh, was absolutely. the same window that Sturridge came in. And Sturridge started slow, you know, transitioning yeah. from the Eredivisie. And people were saying, ha, look at Liverpool. They're stuck with Suarez. We got Yelovich. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that vividly. I had an Everton friend that was like, yeah, we got Yelovich, and those, those lot got stuck with Suarez. That's and, uh, hilarious. That, that was short-lived. So people that do get hyped when Firmino scores a goal, just remember that, 
and try to not compare him to Lukaku or anything like that. Yeah. Because that probably won't go your way. Uh, my last sit is anybody in the Chelsea defense while Ivanovich, Terry, or Cahill have a role. It's, it's too slow. I, Fair enough. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. And until something changes, I'm not buying back in. If we see what we mentioned before, if we see Dave on the right, maybe some Baba Ramen action, Jilabaji, uh, I think is how you say that. If you see him slide in, maybe next to Kurt Zuma, who has a little bit of pace. I understand that all of those guys that I mentioned first, Ivanovic and, and Terry and Cahill, are all positional defenders, mm-hmm. and that they don't rely on their pace. But their positioning is reliant on a bit of pace, which none of them are showing at the moment. And I do realize that Kurt Zuma, his, his mental mistake is what caused the Terry red card. Which mm-hmm. is why he looked so far behind on that play. So I will grant leniency on that one. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> but uh, it's it's not good. It's just not good. And like I mentioned, I think Ross Barkley has a great match. I think Lukaku's probably going to score. I don't know if they're going to go Dulafleur or Lennon on the right or Morales. But there's pace there. And pace is the undoing of Chelsea right now. And I'd avoid them at the moment. I mean, none of their defenders are owner. I mean, look at their starting price points. 6'8", 6'8", 6'4", 6'0". I mean, who are those? Anybody, gonna... anybody that still has him is still reacting to last year, which is something you need to cut out and fast. I mean, Kolarov is 5.6. <laughs> I mean, And is so significantly the best fantasy player. Or last actually... week, best fantasy defender. This week, he's just the best fantasy player. He just is. Yeah, he's 5'8", Kolarov. It's nuts. He's, he's a whole million, one dollar less than Ivanovich right now. That's bonkers. That's just crazy. Yeah. I think did oh, uh isn't company I read I was I was looking at weird stats for um Manchester City like guys that are used in like the top 1000 teams mm-hmm. of the Premier League site. Yeah. I believe Vincent Company is the most owned player among the one top 1000 teams. I think he's owned in almost 77% really? of teams. Why? Because of the two-headed goals, I guess? Because I think people owned him early and just... Couldn't see a reason to drop him. Exactly. That's real. I, think I he... mean, they're the best defense, both real life and fantasy right now. And it's just really a shame for anybody that picked up Otamendi in draft leagues. Mm-hmm. Because how, how do you break up this unit right now? Oh, that's, I was just going to drop that question on you. Be like, I, think, I actually think we see Otamendi this week. And I think we see him and then it brings a question next week. Of why did wow, we, we do that? We've seen, yeah, we've seen. <laughs> yeah, why did they do that? But we've seen what Otamendi can do, and he's a tough. He's a tough sob. Yeah. I, I've watched some tape of him, and he's a tough. He is tough. tough although, guy. although coming off of one year of great performance at Valencia, wasn't that great the previous years. Although we're going to see champions in Europa League action soon. Mm-hmm, might, might we just see him there? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I think that's when he gets. I think he's going to start seeing because this game against Crystal Palace, like you said, it's probably going to be like three to one, four to something like that. Yeah. It's going to be out of hand. It's not going to be out of hand, but it's going to be com- in control by City. I think Odomende comes in to give Company or Colorado a spell a this game. Yeah, you know, for the last twenty-five, twenty-two minutes, something like that, which is completely a, a feasibility. And I think Pellegrini needs to see what he has out of Odomende because. What Juan Mangala has been a great player. Is he is he on the same level internationally as an Otamendi? Probably well, he, he was not. supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then he He's wasn't last year, so yeah. Short but, track but, record with Mangala. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's the, the theory of life in soccer. You know, the track record speaks for itself until it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I, and we were just talking about the Chelsea defense. That's, that's pretty testament you, to that. You know, I mean, yeah. you shouldn't... 
By the way, if you're just listening to this now and you're starting at this minute right now, don't own Chelsea Defenders. <laughs> don't do it. Uh, also, if you were listening four weeks ago, sorry for telling you to start all the Swansea players when only two of them did well. <laughs> but don't worry about this week. Start all the Swans, drop all the Chelsea players again. Do start it again. Or just the Chelsea offensive players. Right, yeah, just the defenders. Get Pedro into your side. If you if he's not in your side yet, I genuinely don't know what you're doing with your yeah, life. Yeah, you're, you're riding around a wheelchair and a helmet. I, I really don't. He's He's been so good. And yeah. will continue to be so good. Yeah, he's he looked offensively like their best their best weapon. Yeah, and he's he's the catalyst of that attack now. Fabregas isn't doing it. Hazard isn't doing it. Pedro walked in day one. And he's like, "This is my ball, and I'll tell you when you can have it." Mm-hmm. And, and it should be. And and I think his move helps Chelsea from a standpoint of that. Now, when Oscar gets healthy, Oscar now becomes the Champions League player. Yeah. You know, it gives him that depth of player that Chelsea, that Oscar can play that you know that eight role that he's he's probably accustomed to that slightly wide wide right role or secondary striker role. Yeah. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is going to put you on the spot, and you mentioned that you didn't really have time to get into the DFS stuff. Uh, Is there a Champions League version of DFS? Yeah, absolutely. On some sites there are. Not every site has it. Uh, I'm not. I'm not actually too familiar with uh, certain sites, but I know there are certain sites that do it. There's certain sites Does that Donkey do Europa. Kong have it. Uh, you know what? I don't know. But I know there are certain sites that actually carry um, the Europa League, and they do Bundesliga oh, really? and Serie A, La Liga stuff. Right. stuff of well, that I'm nature. not. I'm not gonna put you too on the spot on details on that uh, this week, but we'll probably try to talk about that a little bit next week. Uh, as we would have already had the first Champions League and Europa League match week, uh, mm-hmm. and then get into that a little bit more going forward. Yeah. So, uh, so what have you done roster-wise to your team in, in the dot-com game? So I was really terrified when uh, Mings, we found out he's going to be out for the year, and then realized <laughs> that I had already replaced him the week I did my wild card, mm-hmm. uh, which was beneficial. I brought in uh, Joe Gomez for instead of him at the same price point at the time, uh, which... Obviously worked out for me well uh, this week. So I, I'm I'm still sitting on my 1.7 in the bank, waiting mm-hmm. to see if uh, Hazard decides to show up, stuff like that. Uh, I, I I'm still sitting on it. I have a hurt Coutinho this week. Was mm-hmm. looking at transfers. I still think Coutinho turns it around. I still think he's the linchpin of that Liverpool attack. 
I think once Sturridge come back, comes back, it's Firmino that's dropped. And we'll see a return to the four four two diamond, and we'll see Coutinho at, at the tip of that diamond. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I, you know, I know he's missing this week. I'll give him two weeks after that to prove to me that, that he's legit. Um, Matty Target, I still have in. You need mm-hmm. to start looking at replacement options, people. Because pretty soon we're going to see Bertrand coming back, which means he'll likely be dropped. Van Dyke coming in means it removes that as a possibility. Dick so. Van Dyke? Dick Van Dyke? <laughs> Not so much. Um, Virgil Van Dyke, who in my Toggle League I picked up instead of Young Min Sun because I didn't know how that waiver system worked. And now I'm just looking like a fool trying to trade for a player I missed on waivers when I had higher priority. It was a, it was a very rookie mistake. So don't do that. Kids at home. Uh, but yeah, as for overall transfers, I'm starting to get a little edgy on McCarthy. Uh, I I see him play every week because I have to cover them for, for blog.playtaga.com. Shameless mm-hmm. plug. Um, and he looks really good on the pitch. And then you go and take your fantasy team after watching him play an excellent match. And you, know, you go back and you're like, oh, okay, four points. Great, that's not what I want to see at all. Thus far, that's his highest game total against Chelsea. His total's three two two four in the official Premier League game. That's not good. He's 4.0 and he's a starting keeper, but his saves to allowed goals ratio is a little off. And I know he's 4.0 and he starts every week, and that gives him value, but I'm starting to question it, especially with money in the bank. Yeah. I mean, so so what is your is your roster still the same from your transfer? Yeah, it's the same since my big one. I, I decided to follow the advice of a brilliant uh, man, Robe Lungevin, or yeah. so, something along those lines, saying that something. once you use your, your mega transfer, sit on it for a little bit, see how they're doing before you start panic buying. So I'm yeah. not panicking on the Coutinho red card. I'm starting to question uh, McCarthy and waiting to see if Hazard or, or uh, Aguero really start putting in the goals. Yeah, well, that guy sounds like a, a handsome gentleman. I, I think that. that's the most mentioned thing yeah, about totally. him is totally. just the staggering good looks. It's like, not even the, not if even the, the body odor. If, it's not. If there was a court image of you, it would look much better than the one of Tom Brady. I don't know. That was a brilliant, like, abstract, like, charcoal. Jokes movie. aside, did you see that people are making, like, leggings and backpacks with that image now? Yeah, it's crazy. People are crazy. <laughs> the whole New England area is just crazy. They they think they're better than the New York area. And, they and it's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, we're better educated and make more money. And we're our sports teams are better. Yeah, because they are, recently. <laughs> but, but, but also, nobody cares... Except for ESPN because their headquarters are nearby. We don't need to get into East Coast bias in the United States on a podcast where half the listeners aren't in the States. But yeah, Do not even list – don't even name the, the worldwide sports leader. They're the worldwide sports leader and misleading people is what they are. <laughs> and they hate the Pirates but they love Andrew McCutcheon. Sort it yeah. out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he seems like he's a good guy so we'll, we'll, we'll put him on the air. To be fair, he's a really good guy. He is a really good guy. <laughs> but – um, who 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 are you uh, adding and dropping this week? You know, yeah. I know you're not a huge fan of David Ortiz. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe old school Kevin Garnett slapping yeah. the floor, not I'm adding going, him to your team. I'm, go, I'm going Mike Greenwell with a little shade of Wade Boggs. Oh, solid with the Wade Boggs. You know, I was I was looking at uh, Pete Maravich the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Why were you looking no, at Pete Maravich? No, it wasn't it wasn't you Maravich. It was Bob Cousy. I missed it. I missed the joke. Everybody, have fun Googling all those things. 
Bob Cousy was where I was trying to go with that. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure he was Celtics. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I, I hold my fear in a Bob Cousy. <laughs> Love it. All right, did you make any changes or are you, are no, you also still... following that handsome guy's advice? Nope. I, I made my transfer, stacked up my team. Even though I'm minus Coutinho this week, I'm going with four defenders, three midfielders, three strikers. That'll be my format. I'll have three transfers next week. I still am starting three decent defenders. I'll go Kolarov, Skirtle, and Williams in the back. Yep, Ashton I'm going Kolarov, Darmian, Gomez. I have Darmian as well. I'm oh, Darmian is my fourth defender. I'm going four. I'm going four three three. So mm. Darmian is my fourth defender. I know I said sit him. I'm not making a transfer. I'm not going back on what I say. I just own the guy. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Well, the, the hype was was strong early, and as yeah, you mentioned absolutely. before with Aguero. You, you know, there are times in fantasy when you're punished for not having a player. And at mm-hmm. the rate Darmian was being added, he was one of those. Mm-hmm. And for for all intents and purposes, the game, I said it'd be 1-1. But it could be 0-0. Easily. And it'd be just be a snooze fest. Yep. And then and then across the midfield, I have Coutinho on. You know, he's missing the game. I have I have Yaya Torre. I have Mares, And I think Dimitri Payet has been lying in the weeds a little bit. He hasn't actually shown what he actually can do. Minus game week two, where he scored nine points. He's got two and three in the weeks after that. Yeah. You know, West Ham takes on Newcastle at home. This is not a game Newcastle can be favored in at all or even have a chance to. I think Payet actually comes out of this game with at least a goal or an assist. So from that standpoint, I'm looking pretty good. But I only have one more week until I really need to delve into all right, I need to change something on my roster where I have somebody dead. I have Kabai. I have, you know, Cedric who may could play depending on matchups, blah, blah, blah. But my forwards are still awesome. I still have Aguero, Gomez, and Benteke. So with my 4-3-3, I'm going Yaya Torre, Payet, Mares across the, across the middle, and then Aguero, Gomez, Benteke up top. Yeah. I mean, ben, Benteke, if I was going to make a transfer this week, it would probably be – I would probably get Benteke out of there. And probably roll the dice on maybe like a Callum Wilson, yeah. and then bank the money, and save the like the three million dollars. Yep. Yeah, that's 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 similar to what I'm going with. For those that care, three four three. Collar off Darmi and Gomez, Pedro, Yaya Toure, Au Malrez because Coutinho's on the bench with his his uh, red card, and then Aguero, Gomez, Wilson. Yeah, and um, you know I've got a couple questions you know from friends and people who play the dot com game. Uh, they're always they're asking me when do I when should I play the you know triple captain when should I play the all out uh, double you know, match weeks. yeah double match weeks or and the the perfect time to use your bench bench point weeks is as soon as you make your your you use your wild card or your second wild card in the second half of the season don't don't be foolish and say just because I have a good bench wait to use your wild card when you can stack your bench with guys who are point value wise beneficial to your roster. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yep. All agreements here. Uh, any final thoughts for the folks? Uh, I've enjoyed talking to you guys about Fantasy Premier League. I have been drinking since I raided my fridge and I didn't have any beer this week. I had to go to Cherry Coke and Jameson. Oh, the high school classic. Yeah. Oh, my God. Totally. And I didn't have any ice either. So oh, for real? <laughs> but both were free. The nope be noted. The Jameson was in the freezer. So okay. All right. It doesn't really need us. 
Fair enough. I, I love the cherry coke instead of just coke. I, I think that really kicks it up a notch. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm sipping on a little bit of bourbon and ale eight. It's a Kentucky special. Uh, you know, still still drinking that schmudlerd resquerve. And then ale eight is a natural uh, ginger ale that's that's only available in Kentucky and also some other places. But <laughs> it's supposed to just be Kentucky, and then people ship it elsewhere. Uh, so if, if you have those things, try it. You might have to get me some of that. Yeah, man, it's really good. Uh, if you're in New York, uh, Jack Dempsey's, uh, mm-hmm. which is, I think is pretty close to Empire State Building. Yeah, uh, it's on, uh, 30, I'm not getting a freak plug, fuck them. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> give, us, give us some money, but, uh, F them. UK to NY, uh, University of Kentucky, it's their official bar, uh, in New York, and so they, they have some of that Kentucky stuff, they got some pretty good bourbons and some good alates you're right i have plugged them too much they owe me money i'll call yeah, them after the show that's a nickel every time <laughs> nickel nickel i don't know go go to slack remsey's and get some bourbon. Dak <laughs> do, do go to clint dempsey's in, in go to clint dempsey's rap video yeah highlighting the 2000 what was that 2010 world cup oh i think it was the 2006 one man oh my god seriously he's not that old I, is he I think so. We'll look it up. We'll go to the tape. We'll let you know next week. Tell the folks where they can find you. Uh, I'm always at soccer.raswell.com or if you need me on Twitter, which is a great social media device now, you hit that little A with a circle around it, Smokey underscore Lugie, L-O-O-G-Y. Yep, I'm your other host, Kevin DeVries. You can find me on Twitter at Kevroff. You can see my Tottenham, Crystal Palace, and Sunderland previews. Over at blog.playtalker.com, you can see my weekly article up on theeaglesbeak.com where I discuss incoming and outgoing players at certain price points so you have easier transfers in your squad. EPL Roundtable, you can listen to it on Monday and Friday mornings. FPL Roundtable, you're already listening to it, so you already nailed it, so good job. As we already mentioned, <laughs> drinking on JMO, Cherry Coke, little bourbon ale you know, just a finger, and then you put in the rest, and it's all ale eight. You know, three quarters of a glass standard, maybe some rocks involved if you have them, or just freeze your liquor, as Rob did with his Jameson. But until next time, thank you so much for listening. There will be more drinks and more fantasy advice to come. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.